0: My days working taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly get the help that you need care.com should be every person's go-to imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time i'm here to tell you about bowl and branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent responded that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash they source the rarest 100 organic cotton for an incredible softness to start Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else, and it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash, and they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights, you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back. No questions asked. So head to com for 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. That's boll and Branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Farah Siddiqui going solo today. Joe is on vacation. I hope he enjoys it. But today we are going to take a look at the ADPs. We're post-draft, and now we're going to get into the part of the offseason season. Where we're doing these mock drafts. And I know a lot of people are doing best ball drafts right now. You put some money down. You know what I mean? You think you can take advantage of the prices. And hey, you never know. I hope you guys play best ball, by the way. Um, You know, part of... I think one of the most fun parts of playing fantasy football is drafting. Right? Draft season is just fun. Right? Obviously, during the season, it's amazing. But just like... Just drafting players and... The excitement of of how these guys are going to do for your fantasy teams uh, is definitely, you know, one of the most exciting parts. Um, But you can sign up for these best ball drafts and you don't have to manage any rosters, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. What it does, if you guys guys don't know, is basically, you know, you have a a, a huge roster, right, that you draft. um, And it automatically chooses the best players, you know, based on the position slots that you have open. So you don't have to set up any lineups or anything like that. You just draft these guys and it'll automatically put in your best players for you, depending on how they did that week. Uh and you can potentially win some money. So one of the main ones right now is uh, uh underdog, underdog fantasy. Uh they're doing a lot of best ball drafts. They're not sponsoring this or anything, but uh I just think it's worth it's worth mentioning just in case You know, people on here are listening to what I'm saying, and they're like, okay, so where do I do that at? (laughs) A draft used to be one of the platforms, uh, but they, you know, recently got acquired by FanDuel, and FanDuel's not, uh, you know, it's just not operating anymore. Uh, But if I had to choose one place to go, it it would be underdog right now. So yeah, let's get into it. I mean, you know, there there have been a lot of best ball drafts happening already. So like the ADPs that I'm looking at are kind of, you know, mostly based on that. Uh, because those, you know, that's actually based on real draft data. Um, obviously, in best ball, sometimes you're chasing upside more than you would normally, uh, you know, with an, in a regular redraft league. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty similar, right? So um, there might be a couple guys that might go a little bit higher because of that upside, but for the most part, pretty similar. And you're going to have, uh, you know, in your redraft leagues, you want to balance your team, some upside, some safe floors, that sort of thing. Um but yeah, after comparing it to you know other websites like fantasy football calculator, fantasy data, fantasy pros uh, and a couple you know other websites, it's very similar. I mean honestly it's it's almost identical to be honest so and if you want to get a good idea of where these guys are going to go uh, in drafts right now, I think it gives you a pretty good idea uh, and it's also the kind of the most accurate just because, they aren't really. They aren't necessarily mock drafts. These are uh, there's, these are real drafts that people put money on. You know. You know what I mean. So uh, I think this is probably the best place to get the data right now. Um, okay. So l- let's go into it. What I want to do is I want to do price checks. Right. Which guys do I like at their prices? You know, just to kind of get an idea of where these guys are being drafted at. Right. A, a lot of me personally, like I like a lot of players, but I might not like their prices. Uh, sometimes I might not be a huge fan of a player, but I like the price because, you know, they're going to get volume or, you know, they're, you know, even though a lot of people are down on that player, they still probably should be rostered or they probably should, they probably have some sort of value, but they're just being severely underdrafted. Uh, this is kind of what I want to get into. And a lot of these guys we might not know. and, And a lot of people listening right now might not know, you know, wait, like how much do I have to pay for, you know, AJ Brown or, or whoever? Cam Akers and these guys that, you know, obviously are going to make a huge jump from last year, right? How much do I have to pay, right? So let's get right into it. So um, obviously I'm going to start, you know, er, you know, first round and I'm going to kind of go on uh, until then, until, you know, a couple of late round picks too. A couple of guys I like, uh, you know, late in drafts, you know, if if their price kind of stays there. And obviously you're going to see that throughout the offseason uh, depending on, you know, all this hype coming out of camp. Uh, coming out OTAs even, uh, and then preseason. Obviously, finally we're gonna get preseason again. Who knew I would ever say something like that? Uh, I think they're gonna have three games this year, and um, we'll see. Like if the starters even play in those games, who knows? Uh, but yeah, you know, depending on you know hype that comes out comes out out of these players, depending on any moves that that are made uh, between now and you know over the next couple months, you know, obviously things can change. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. So Travis Kelsey, you know, he's the first. Uh, it seems like he's going to be the first non-running back off the board a lot of times in the middle of the first round. So that's right after McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, and Alvin Kamara. Um, Kelsey's ADP right now is right before Zeke. I think if I'm on the clock right in the middle of the first round, I think I'll take Zeke before Kelsey, so I can get that you know that the that three-down back. Uh, you know, who's going to be on a great offense with his offensive line back. I think I would do that. But I think taking Kelsey at that spot, I totally understand for the position scarcity. Uh, but just keep in mind that this is the highest you're ever going to pay for Travis Kelsey. Um, who else? Okay, Joe Mixon. His ADP has risen to the top of the second, uh, which is pretty much like it's the same price uh, as it was last year. Um, you know, we thought and I thought I was I was going to be able to get Joe Mixon at a discount. And we talked about this a couple months ago, uh, you know, on the podcast, basically saying that I, I said that, hey, I don't want Geo to get cut. Because if Gio gets cut, I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, OK, now I'm going to go after Joe Mixon because he's going to be the every down back. And then there have been blurbs, you know, coming and quotes coming from the coaches, basically saying that his OC said, hey, uh, I don't want him coming off the field. Right, so now with that type of news, and that type of you know stuff out there in the public domain, now people are going to go after Joe Mixon. So his ADP has risen. I thought I was going to be able to get him at a discount in the third round. It's kind of where I was willing to take that, take that stab. And and honestly, like I'm okay with it, just because he's going to be that every down back this year. um, He was getting all almost all the opportunity. Uh, in the Bengals of the backfield last year while he was healthy. Obviously, the production wasn't there. Uh, offensive line didn't help him. They improved a little bit so far, but I think they have a little bit of ways to go. Um, but, you know, right now he's going back-to-back back with Devontae Adams in best ball. And, and, and you know, this is where it's like, you know, if Rodgers is a quarterback, it'd be Adams, obviously. But I am assuming that this is the case uh, because all of the Rogers news that's happening right now. Um, am I okay with that price? Eh uh i would rather pay like a you know kind of at the two three turn so i'm kind of iffy on that right now to be honest with you even though i i I love you know i understand what the you know i understand like i love an every down back like don't get me wrong if someone's a three down back and they're gonna be catching passes and they're just gonna get all the opportunity in the world and that's what i care about more uh than anything else um but (laughs) i just don't want to pay for for a guy's ceiling that's that's my only issue um okay K-Makers going right at the 1-2 turn, uh, right around Mixon. So this is appropriate to me. Uh, I think Akers is, is you know, ha- he's in an offense where Sean Mavey wants to run the ball. Uh, I think K-Makers is going to be three down back. Obviously, Daryl Henderson, I think he's going to be involved. Um, you know, how much is he going to be involved? You know, we don't know that for sure, but judging by how much Sean McVay wanted to get Akers in the games last year, judging by how he used them in the playoffs and you know towards the end of the regular season as well, uh, it seems like Akers is going to be his every down guy. It's very possible. So I'm okay taking that shot on Akers right there, uh, but I really was hoping that Akers was going to fall uh, a little bit, or at least not rise as much as he did. Uh, but you know, taking him as an RB1 definitely makes sense, um, and I'm okay taking him at the turn Um, you know, if there aren't, if one of the elite wide receivers like Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, uh, isn't available. And, you know, six, seven running backs are off the board. I'm going to take my, to take another three down back in Cam Akers. Um, okay. AJ Brown, he's going off as a fourth wide receiver off the board right now, uh, behind Devontae, behind Tyreek, behind Stefan Diggs. Um, perfectly fine with that. Honestly, he belongs in that tier. The, the Titans didn't draft anybody. Their wide receiver two is going to be Josh Reynolds coming over from the Rams. They lost Corey Davis. They lost Adam Humphries. Uh, they lost John Smith. This dude is going to get like 170 targets this year. It's going to be bananas. And when you're get when you're targeting a legit alpha wide receiver one that much. They are going to produce, and it's not out of the question that he's going to be the overall that he's in contention for the overall wide receiver one spot this season. So the upside is there. Uh, I'm perfectly fine taking him that this early, um, which is which means like mid second round. That's basically what it means for AJ Brown. Um, Najee Harris going off in the middle of the second round, right ahead of Antonio Gibson. Like between the two here, like I like Najee a lot more. I think. I just think he'll be way more involved in the pass game. He'll see more of an overall snap percentage. Um, Listen, Gibson's great. I'm a fan. But I'm not sure he sees in every down type of role, you know, with J.D. McKissick still there. And I know what that sounds like. But we know that this coaching staff is very high on McKissick. Um, Listen, like, Antonio Gibson's still the goal line guy. Still very capable on the ground. uh, But this team has weapons in the pass game outside this backfield. And we know Fitz is going to sling it. Um, So I do you know, I'll be a little bit reserved uh, taking Gibson that high. Um, DeAndre Swift's ADP of the 2-3 turn is pretty sweet to me. Like, I'd rather take him. um, Like, I'd rather take him in the middle of the second than uh, Antonio Gibson, to be honest. Uh, He's going to have a role in all three downs. He'll be the main pass catching back for this team. And I understand that Gibson's going to be on a better offense, but I just think the opportunity going to Swift is going to be more valuable. Um, Yeah, so, like, I think... I think Swift is going to share a little bit of his load with Jamal Williams. Uh, but remember, this team has no weapons. It's TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. Those are going to be their main two guys. Uh, and, and when these targets are vacated like they are in Detroit right now, it's going to benefit uh, Swift a ton. And usually these situations, they do benefit the running back a lot. Um, and they're going to be a run-heavy team, Like just given how their roster is set up right now. Their offensive line is on point. I'm going to have a lot of DeAndre Swift this year for sure. So, yeah. I'll be taking him at that spot every time. Um Darren Waller, he's being he's being taken around like guess, the uh around 26 overall ADP uh while Kittle is being taken ahead of ahead of him around 21. And honestly, like I don't I wouldn't blame anybody if I'm if they're taking Waller ahead of Kittle or they're waiting a couple spots to take Waller. I mean, there are changes at the quarterback positions in in San Francisco. Uh, Ayuk is emerging as a potential first option in this offense. Kittle is a bit injury-prone. Waller is like all the Raiders have right now in the pass game, again. Um, Michael Thomas, listen, Michael Thomas is going to be a bargain this year. People forget his 2019 season so quickly. Uh, and without Drew Brees, like, and with Jameis Winston potentially under center, they can really open up his route tree. Uh, he can get more valuable targets downfield. Uh, you know, but still, like, this dude's a baller, man. Uh, let's not forget that. And he's at his prime fantasy age of 28 years old. He just turned 28 a couple months ago. So, um, I'm definitely going to be buying into Michael Thomas this year, no matter who the quarterback is. Um I really like Amari Cooper's value in the late third. Like, I like it a bit more than Allen Robinson. Obviously, I like Justin Fields for Robinson. Uh, even Andy Dalton's an upgrade for him. But I think Cooper is going to be consistent uh, and provide some upside as well. Uh, and That being said, like, I love, like, CD Lamb going to next year, too. Like, he's in the slot, right? He's still getting targeted downfield, though. Uh, he actually had a higher ADOT than Amari Cooper last year. And their ADPs are so close. Like, if I had to choose one... I think C.D. Lamb is the, has the higher upside this year. Um if I had to like choose like who I think would have the safer floor, I think Cooper's a safer bet overall, um, just to kind of get that target share. But like C.D. Lamb did what he did in his rookie year. And um I think the sky's the limit for this guy. His upside is is, is huge. Uh and I, I wouldn't I would it wouldn't be out of the question that if he's the overall wide receiver one on the Cowboys at the end of the year. Uh, Chris Carson, third round range, super legit. Like, he just got a new contract. He's their clear RB1 in Seattle. Uh, And he's going to be my RB2 on a lot of teams this year because of that price. Um, Let's see. Miles Gasson's price is in the fourth round right now. Uh, He's obviously a winner from this NFL draft. Uh, His price isn't terrible. I hope hope it doesn't move. Um, There's some risk built into his price already, so I'm okay with it um like like if you look back towards last season Gaskin he was on IR for for four games last year after playing more than 65 percent of snaps in every game of the season up until that point um and then he came back from IR he he in that first game he was at 71 percent uh unfortunately he got on the COVID list right after that then when he got back after a few weeks he was right back at 76 percent of snaps so like, what I like about Gaskin is is his involvement in the pass game, and his ability there is legit. Uh, he caught five passes for 82 yards and four passes for 57 yards in the last two games of the season. The game before that, he caught two balls for 51 yards. He's efficient. He was 30 yards per route run behind Kamara and James White and ahead of Hines, Eckler, Swift, McKissick, Aaron Jones, all great pass catchers, right? Um, so... You know they didn't add anyone significant in this draft in this backfield, so I'm okay taking him. Like if I need that RB two, like if I don't like if I don't need an RB two, I might prefer to go with the wide receivers around this spot. But if I need an RB two, I'm 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 definitely aiming for Gaskin. Uh, Travis Etienne right around there as well. Uh, right after him. Like, while I love. I Listen, I love Etienne's talent. Um, I just think he's a risky pick this year. Uh, at this spot. Like, how how much work. Is he going to get this year? We don't know. James Robinson is there. You know, it's really an unknown with how Urban Meyer is going to use him. I I personally, I might pass at this price. Um, Mike Davis going at the 4-5 or turn. His price skyrocketed since the draft. Uh, I think he was going around the 8th round or so. Everyone's assuming that Atlanta's going to draft the back. Now, this month, 4-5 or turn. Obviously good value here still. Slight risk, but I think it's worth betting with that price because the risk is built into the price already right so um they have Javian Hawkins and he's an undrafted guy but also undersized uh they have Quadre Olson um they have another undrafted guy in Caleb Huntley who has good size but didn't really produce a whole lot over the last couple of years in college um i think Davis can easily be be close to their every doubt guy on a good offense um i think he's a great rb3 flex pick right here i'm not saying he's going to be an rb3 i'm saying I'll be comfortable if he's my RB3, right? Um, he, has, he We saw that he had the ability to put up RB1 numbers uh, simply because of opportunity and he was able to come through. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'll be perfectly fine grabbing Davis. And if I have to grab him as my RB2 because I drafted a couple wide receivers in between him and I love that value, I think Davis provides that great cushion. Uh, but I do think a lot of people are going to be chasing him around that spot because if you need a running back, um, you know, or if you want some running back depth and he's sitting there in the fourth round, a lot of people are going to be going after him. Um, I love Deontay Johnson's price of the fourth, fifth round. He's a top 15 wire receiver to me. Um, he was close to the league lead in targets last year. Uh, Ben loves this guy. His route running is on point and his drops don't matter. Like, that can improve. Like, some of the best wire receivers ever had worse years of drops than Deontay did last year. So I'm taking him every time at that price. Um, The fact that Deontay and T. Higgins are going back-to-back, man, that's a big difference between those two for me right now, Uh, especially with Jamar Chase added, uh, you know, in the mix now in Cincinnati. Okay, Uh, Chase Edmonds at his price. Um, It's okay, you know, like right after that spot, like right in the fourth, fourth, fifth round. um, Like slight risk here, probably built into the price, so I'm okay with it. Um, I do think Edmonds is the main guy there in terms of snap percentage. I think James Conner will likely get goal line looks most of the early down work. But while he's healthy, like, and who knows how long that's going to be for, right? Like, his time missed gets worse every single year. And I'm not convinced he can hold up, to be honest with you. Like, even if he does, I think Edmonds can be an RB2 in PPR leagues. Um, And, like, here the price isn't too bad if you need some running back depth with, you know, obvious upside. Okay, Uh, James Robinson, potential zero running back target at his price. Uh, Sixth, seventh round or so, and it's possible that it might even drop more if the ETN hype starts to build up. Um, I think he's going to be the primary early down back. I really do. Um, I think he'll be the guy getting goal line looks. Um, The passing work will likely be taken away and given to to ETN, Uh, but I would have to be in a pretty desperate running back situation in my draft to take Robinson here, like, if I don't have, you know, a running back, um, you know, a good running back situation, like, in that, like, going into that seventh round or so, um, like, I'd rather go with, like, guys like Chase Claypool, Robbie Anderson, who's sitting around six, the sixth or seventh round, uh, Raheem Mostert's going right after him, um, as of now, I do think Mahomes, Mostert's still the starter, uh, like, you know, but what does that mean, like, after drafting Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, and signing Wayne Gallman, who knows, uh, risky pick there, but there is upside, obviously. Um, Devontae Smith, seventh, eighth round pick, isn't bad, honestly. He's a technician, man. Like, he can separate and can can potentially be, you know, the Eagles' wide receiver one off the bat. So I'm okay taking him, even in this rookie year, I'm fine with it. Uh, Michael Carter, I I love Michael Carter in redraft specifically. Uh, his best ball ADP right now, eighth, ninth, ninth round, like, he's going to be their primary bat this year. Like, he might not get goal line looks, uh, but. You know, think Austin Eckler-type role. Like He's a great pass catcher. He's a good runner. He's elusive as hell. Uh, he, he can make big plays. And the Jets don't have any running back of significance on their roster. Um, So, like, zone run scheme coming from San Francisco, he's going to be underrated for redraft uh, and overrated for Dynasty, honestly. Because I do think the Jets, I love Michael Carter, but I do think the Jets will add a legit compliment to him next season. All right, Zach Moss, um, another good zero RB target after the Bills didn't draft a running back of significance. Um, I do like Moss over Singletary, personally. Uh, Kenyon Drake, another good zero RB target in the 11th round or so. That's that's, that's really good value right there. Um, I think Kenyon Drake is going to be the more valuable back in Oakland. Um, and he's going to have that pass-catchy role, some early down work, so I'm all about that. If his price stays like that, dude, that will be a little, a little ridiculous. Um Cole Beasley, again, going to be very underrated going into next season. His ADP is around the 12th round right now, which is crazy, right? Especially since John Brown is gone. Uh, Beasley was a wide receiver, too, last year. And I understand in best ball drafts, like, maybe people don't want to go with Cole Beasley just because he doesn't offer, you know, a ton of upside. Uh, But, you know, he had some pretty good games last year. Um, Chuba Hubbard should be drafted by anyone. Drafting Christian McCaffrey, but also is a good stash in case McCaffrey ever goes down as his handcuff. So, you know, maybe if you're, if you, even if you didn't grab McCaffrey, dude, like it doesn't matter. Like keep Hubbard on your bench. Um, and if McCaffrey were to ever go down, you add him to your, to to your, uh, starting lineup right there. Um, Traquan Smith with Jameis Winston. Uh, oh, another an, another note on Hubbard. Their their OC and, and their RB their running back coach did say that they want a guy who can handle all three downs, just like Mike Davis did. And then they went ahead and drafted Hubbard, so there is some upside there in terms of pass catching as well. Um, so that, that makes him even more interesting. with uh, Smith with James Winston uh, should be on the radar late in drafts, especially since the Saints didn't add any legitimate pass catchers. Listen, Drew Brees could never connect deep you know, over the past couple years, and Traquan Smith, we know he could separate, so, um, I think that this could be a a, a connection that, uh, and a talent that actually blossoms in 2021, hopefully, um, Paris Campbell, still someone I think he can make an impact in this Frank Wright offense, with Carson Wentz, uh, who loves targeting the slot, uh, Campbell will be their primary slot receiver, um, I think Kenny Gainwell is a great late-round upside running back target as well. I know Sanders is there, but if he gets hurt, he could be a big part of the offense. And also, I'm interested to see if they can use Gainwell more, uh, you know, even with Sanders. It's possible he has some standalone value there. Um, Okay, let's see. Amari Rodgers, like, someone ought to pay attention to late in drafts, even in redraft. Uh, You know, Packers first-round pick. I'm assuming if Aaron Rodgers confirms that he's staying in Green Bay, that Amari Rodgers' ADP will skyrocket. Um you know, he'll likely be their starting slot wide receiver. So if that's, you know, Rogers, uh, if he's going to be Rogers slot receiver, like I'm I'm going to be interested for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's kind of that's pretty much who I wanted to talk about, to be honest. Like this is a short podcast, but I wanted to keep it short and sweet this this week. Uh, you know, without Joe, uh, kind of going over a few ADPs just to kind of get an idea. You know, kind of going into draft season. Uh, there are plenty of other guys that I want to take late, and we'll go over a lot, a lot of these late round guys that we're interested in. Uh, we're gonna have a podcast dedicated to that sort of thing. Um, but that's pretty much all I had for you guys. Um, uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm. Faraz and i'm at upperhand fantasy on instagram uh really appreciate you guys listening if you could rate and review the podcast that would mean a ton for us uh but yeah i hope you guys have a good one take it easy we'll talk to you soon see ya